Letter twelve of Letters from England, eighteen forty six to eighteen forty nine, by Elizabeth Davis Bancroft. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter to W. D. B. and A. B. London, February seventh, eighteen forty seven. My dear sons, on Friday we dined with two bachelors, Mr. Peabody and Mr. Coates, who are American bankers. Mr. Peabody is a friend of Mr. Corcoran, and was formerly a partner of Riggs in Baltimore. Mr. Coates is of Boston. They mustered up all the Americans that could be found, and we dined with twenty-six of our countrymen. Monday morning. Last evening we were at home to see any Americans who might chance to come. I make tea in the drawing-room, on a little table with a white cloth, which would not be esteemed come il faut with us. There is none of the parade of eating in the largest evening party here. I see nothing but tea, and sometimes I find an informal refreshment-table in the room where we put on our cloaks. I got a note yesterday from the O'Connor Don, a closing in order to admit me to the House of Commons on Monday. You will be curious to know who is the O'Connor Don. He is Dennis O'Connor, Esquire, but is of the oldest family in Ireland, and the representative of the last kings of Connaught. He is called altogether the O'Connor Don, and begins his note to me with that title. You remember Campbell's poem of O'Connor's Child? Sunday, 14th February. Yesterday morning was my breakfast at Sir Robert Inglis's. The hour was half-past nine, and as his house is two miles off, I had to be up wondrous early for me. The weather has been very cold for this climate for the last few days, though we should think it moderate. They know nothing of extreme cold here. But to return to our breakfast, where, notwithstanding the cold, the guests were punctually assembled, the Marquis of Northampton and his sisters, the Bishop of London with his black apron, Sir Stratford Canning, Mr. Rutherford, Lord Advocate for Scotland, the Solicitor General, and one or two others. The conversation was very agreeable, and I enjoyed my first specimen of an English breakfast exceedingly. Our invitations jostle each other now, now Parliament has begun, for everybody invites on Wednesday, Saturday, or Sunday, when there are no debates. We had three dinner invitations for next Wednesday, for Mr. Harcourt, Marquis of Anglesey, and Mrs. Mansfield. We go to the former. The Queen held a levy on Friday, for gentlemen only. Your father went, of course. Sunday, February 21st. I left off on Sunday, on which day I got a note from Lady Morgan, saying that she wished us to come and meet some agreeables at her house. There I met Sir William and Lady Molesworth, Sir Benjamin Hall, etc., and had a long talk with Eothen, who is a quiet, unobtrusive person in manner, though his book is quite an effervescence. On Wednesday we dined with Mr. Harcourt, and met there Lord Braham, who did the talking chiefly, Lord and Lady Mahon, Mr. Le Boucher, etc. It was a most agreeable party, and we were very glad to meet Lord Braham, who we had not seen before. Lord Braham is entertaining, and very much listened to. Indeed, the English habit seems to be to suffer a few people to do up a great part of the talking, such as Macaulay, Braham, and Sidney, Smith and Mackintosh in their day. On Saturday evening at ten o'clock we went to a little party at Lady Strathton's. After staying there three-quarters of an hour we went to Lady Palmerston's, where we were all the great London world, the Duchess of Sutherland among the number. She is most noble, at the same time lovely. We had an autograph note from Sir Robert Peel, inviting us to dine next Saturday, and were engaged. I hope they will ask us again, for I know few things better than to see him, as we should in dining there. I have the same interest in seeing the really distinguished men of England that I should ever have in the pictures and statues of Rome, and indeed much greater. I wish I was better prepared for my life here by a more extensive culture, 
Mere fine ladyism will not do, nor prosy blueism, but one needs for a thorough enjoyment of society, a healthy, practical, and extensive culture, and a use of the modern languages in our position would be convenient. I do not know how a gentleman can get on without it here, and I find so desirable that I devote a good deal of time to speaking French with Louisa's governess. Your father uses French a great deal with his colleagues, who many of them speak English with great difficulty, and some not at all. Lady Charlotte Lindsay came one day this week to engage us to dine with her on Wednesday, but yesterday she came to say that she wanted Lord Braham to meet us, and he could not come till Friday. Fortunately we had no dinner engagement on that day, and we are also to meet the Miss Berries, Horace Walpole's Miss Berries, who, with Lady Charlotte herself, are the last remnants of the old school here. End of Letter 12 Read by Sibella Denton All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.